Have you ever needed to train for something? Maybe a new workout plan or eating plan or even a marathon. Have you ever started a new skill like teaching yourself to sew or making sourdough? Whether you're training for something or teaching yourself something, there is a common thread. You need discipline to complete the task. Today, I'm going to encourage and equip and light a fire under your booty <laughs> as we talk about three ways to incorporate discipline into our spiritual lives. I promise you, it'll be fun. But first, let's read a review from Erica. She says, I love how Sam can bring truth in such a sweet way. In a world that can be so harsh, it's refreshing to hear deep truths spoken with kindness. I'm excited to listen and be encouraged by other like-minded women walking out their God-given callings. Bring it, girl. Thank you so much, Erica, for leaving a review on Apple Podcasts. I super appreciate it. And friends, if you would take 30 seconds, a quick 30 seconds, and leave me a review, it would be so appreciated. These reviews basically tell Apple that people listen to the podcast and that it can help spread the gospel and help other women hear these messages. And who knows, you might get your review read on the podcast too. All right, friends, I am so ready to dig in. Let's go. The Abundant Woman Podcast is one that seeks to help women cultivate a faith that soaks into every single corner of their lives, changing them wholly and completely. Hosted by Samantha Siemens, founder of the Abundant Woman Collective, the podcast features conversations that uplift, encourage, challenge, and empower women to step into true freedom in Christ. If you're ready to go all in with a Jesus-led life, step out of the overwhelm, anxiety, and stress of this world, and step into a life of freedom and abundance, then the Abundant Woman Podcast is for you. Hey, hey, friends. Welcome to the Abundant Women Collective Podcast. Super excited for today's topic because the Lord has been working on this with me, like personally, for a few weeks now. And so I'm excited to share what I've learned. And then, of course, like, let's apply it to our lives. Today, we are talking about discipline. Fun fact, I was a competitive cheerleader for over, I should have counted, like 13 years. And I coached for two more years. And so it was a huge part of my life growing up. From the time I was five years old to about 20 years old, I was a cheerleader. (laughs) And so I say competitive because we weren't just cute girls in skirts or just on the sidelines hanging out. We worked hard and we competed hard and we were good. (laughs) But those were some of my favorite memories growing up. And it, it all sort of a bunch of the memories surround cheerleading. I look so fondly at those memories. But what I also remember throughout that time is discipline. We practice five days a week for at least two hours a day. In competition times, we did more than that. We had games on the weekends and competitions on top of that. We practice our routines inside and out. So like we could basically do them in our sleep. How is that possible? Discipline. I feel like sometimes we put such a negative spin on discipline And I am sure, (laughs) I'm actually positive. As I was running those miles, it felt negative. (laughs) Like your girl's not a runner, okay? But it produced good fruit. Running, endurance, strengthening my muscles, knowing the routines, reading the lines of the cheer a bajillion times. 
it all produced good fruit. So today I want to flip the negative connotation that discipline has, and we're going to flip it on its head and we're going to use it in a good way, a positive way. But Webster's dictionary defines discipline as orderly or prescribed conduct or pattern of behavior, or it says self-control. Self-control should hopefully sound familiar, right? The Bible has a ton to say about self-control. We are going to sort of interchange these two words today. Discipline is self-control. Okay. So it is so easy to tell a story of like my glory days of cheerleading (laughs) and make it sound easy peasy, but I promise you it was not, it was not easy, but I was so passionate about it. And because I was on a team, like team, I'm driven by teams and teamwork. I would never want to let my team down, right? Because I wasn't disciplined. Um, but I was also passionate about it. So that's why I can look back at those memories too and be like, those were fond memories for me. However, I have not always been great at discipline or self-control. I have struggled with my weight for most of my adult life. Lots of diets, lots of workout plans, lots of starting and failing and starting again, lots of mindset issues, the whole shebang. It wasn't until recently, honestly, that my mind had to reapproach the idea of workouts and diets in a completely different way that I have actually been successful and maintaining and being driven to be healthy as opposed to losing weight. But we'll get to there. Recently, I have also done um, the 30-day shred, which actually sounds like a workout program, but the (laughs) 30-day shred I'm talking about is reading your Bible, the entire Bible, in 30 days. Last year, I had heard about it. I actually did think it was a workout plan when I first heard about it, but I was like, no, I can't do that, dude. Like, that's too much. You crazy. It's not for me. This year, when December started coming around and I had a few friends that had done it, I was like, maybe I can do it. Maybe, maybe I want to do it. And I did. I wanted to do it. I then got excited about it. I wanted to be hungry for the word of God. I wanted to read through it quickly. I knew the goal was not to like absorb it all in 30 days, but it was to read quickly pick out major themes of the Bible to see the whole story weaving throughout 33 books. And then I would go back to study it. But I can't tell you how many times people did the same thing. They were like, what? You're reading the Bible in 30 days. That's crazy. Why are you doing that? That's a lot. Like, that's too much. The same, like, attitude I had the first year is the response I got from people (laughs) this year. And trust me, I totally get it. But what had changed was my why. I wanted to be hungry for God. I prayed, God, give me the hunger for the word. I want to read your Bible and like it. (laughs) I want to read your Bible and get encouraged and inspired. I want to know more about who you are. Like I prayed all of this. And so Lord, give me the hunger for that, right? So my why changed. My posture, the posture of my heart also changed. And then I had self-control this year. So we're going to talk about all three of those things, but first I want to encourage you, butter you up with this scripture that says Philippians 4.13. It says, I can do all this through him, who him, Jesus, who gives me strength. You can do the hard things, friend. 
You can do the things that everyone says you're crazy, but God's given you a vision for it. You can read the Bible in 30 days. <laughs> you can do the thing that he has for your life that seems really difficult and you're not sure if you're, it's for you. If he has called you to it, he will equip you for it. If he has called you to it, he will give you the perseverance and the strength to do it. However, in addition to, <laughs> you still have to put in the work. So we're going to talk practical steps. But first, let's talk about the first three things. Why heart posture and self-control? Why? Like, what's your why? I have been an entrepreneur for six years, I think, Um Prior to the Bennett Women Collective, I have been a student, right? In school, we have been in the hospital. I have been a mother. I am a mother, you know, different roles and throughout different roles in your life, your why matters, whether it's business, a diet, motherhood, college courses, anything you can do, learning a new skill, your why is important. Your why encourages you. It pushes you. It fuels you and reminds you of why you are creating this new discipline, this new habit task, right? If you don't have a why, well, then your excuses will be greater than your actions. If you have no why, you won't do what is required of you to complete the thing. Whether pick, We're going to pick a thing, whether it's reading the Bible in 30 days, getting healthy, Whatever. I really want it to, well, we'll talk about this. The thing that I want you to apply this podcast lesson, this podcast episode to is really reading your Bible every day, not the entire Bible in 30 days. doesn't have to be that, but reading scripture every single day and or praying, spending time in prayer. These are two things that will greatly enhance your spiritual walk with the Lord. Okay. So For us as Christians, our why is Jesus. I mean, that's like (laughs) the easiest why. (laughs) In the sense that God loves us so much that he sent his only son, part of his flesh, to die on our behalf. Jesus was blameless, sinless, and yet he took the punishment for all of our sins. Knowing what he was doing, loving us, and doing it anyways. I, someone told me this once and I just, I love it. I think it's such a powerful like imagery. If I, Sam, or you, friend, fill in the name, were the only person on earth, Jesus still would have died on the cross for you. Like that's how great his love is for you. So he is our first why. If Jesus is our Lord and Savior, Our heart and desire should be for closeness with him. It's literally why we were created, for relationship. We recognize that nothing, absolutely nothing can happen apart from God. But we also need a personal why. Like, why are you a Christian? What did that look like? Jesus took you from X place to here. You were this person and now you're that person. That is part of your why. I do want to call out, not call out, but encourage you who, maybe you didn't have like a crazy testimony. Maybe your story sounds maybe similar to mine where like you grew up in church. Maybe you didn't walk away. Maybe you were a good, loving daughter of the king your entire life. That's all you've known. And that is incredible and so rare. So yes, that is a thing. However, there are still 
There are still things in your life that you had to surrender. You had to lay down your life to pick up his cross, right? And so your story might not be like, I was homeless, addicted to drugs on the street, and then I met Jesus and my whole life changed. And that's okay if it is your story, and it's okay if it's not your story. Maybe your story looks like, I always grew up as a Christian, but finally I got rid of the checklist and and God captured my heart and I wanted a real relationship with him. Or maybe it looks like I was such a selfish person. All I cared about was myself. And then the Lord grabbed hold of me and showed me a better way of life. And now I'm this person who is selflessly giving to others. You know, like it doesn't always have to be the big fat testimony. You don't have to walk through a major trial to have a testimony. Your testimony is what's specific to you, what the Lord did for you, your personal why. Okay. That's for somebody out there. I know it. Another part that drives our why is who we want to become. What type of women woman do you want to become? What type of walk with the Lord do you want to have? All of these are part of our whys. In Ephesians 4.1, Paul urges us to live a life worthy of the calling you have received. I would love for you to grab a pen and paper and write out your why. Write it out. You can make it simple. My why is X, Y, Z, or write out your whole story, whatever works for you, but write it all out and post it somewhere. Okay. Post it somewhere. I would love to share it. If you want to send it to me on the gram, you totally can do, but write it out, share it. Number two, our second is our heart posture. In Proverbs 4, verse 23, it says, Above all else, guard your heart, for everything you do flows from it. Heart posture is referring to the condition or attitude of the heart. For example, if I am ungrateful, then that is the condition of my heart, and my posture could be selfishness. Or if I'm heartbroken, then I need healing. If there is sin hiding in my heart, then I may be dealing with lust or desire or greed or whatever the fruits of that sin are. Or even maybe I'm dealing with shame and hiding from that sin, right? Does that make sense? But let's flip that on its head too while we're at it. If I have a posture of prayer, I am grateful and understanding that all I do depends on him. If I am grateful and my attitude is that because I know that I deserve damnation, I literally deserve to go to hell. So my attitude and my heart posture is eternal gratitude, adoration, humility, love, praise, and worship. Those are all postures of our heart as well. In Psalms 51.10, he says, Create in me a pure heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. I want you today, friends, to surrender your heartache and your buried hurt to God. The posture of our heart says a lot about how we feel about Him. And so let's take a minute You're going to do this right after you write out your why. You're going to take a minute and pray this scripture over yourself. Ask God to show you, show you the posture of your heart and what condition it's in. If there's anything in midst, ask him to change it and heal it right now in Jesus' name. He will do that for you because he loves you. And if you're like, friend, I don't know how to do that. I get it. That's great. Let's, you know what? Let's just do it together real quick. Okay. Like, what did I just read? I read Psalm 5110. God. This is Sam praying. Pray with me. Create in me a pure heart, O God. Your scripture says that you'll create a pure heart in me and you'll renew a steadfast steadfast spirit within me. God, I want you to take inventory of my heart right now, Lord God. 
Show me what my posture says. Show me if there's any closets or rooms within my heart where I might be hiding things, where there might be sin present, where there might be things that are not of you there, Lord God. Let's clean house. Show me this so I can get rid of it and move on from it in Jesus' name, Lord God. I pray that if once you show me the things, if my heart is hurting or broken, that you would heal my heart, Lord God. Encourage me right now in Jesus' name. It can be that simple, friends. It doesn't need to be this long theological prayer. You're asking for your Abba Father, your daddy, to help you, to get closer to him because you love him and he loves you. So I would love to write your why or for you to write your why and then to pray that over your heart and do some house cleaning in your heart, okay? Lastly, for this section, we're going to talk about self-control. We mentioned it. What is self-control? It's a fruit of the spirit, but it is the active effort that we can put forth to resist the temptation to go back to our former self. Once we've been shown God's spiritual way of life, we don't want to go back. So it's resisting that temptation to go back to either what we came from or new things like we live in a fallen world, right? So new sins or new temptations that may present itself. It's demonstrating the fruit of the spirit instead of committing the works of the flesh. Strong discipline or self-control does not just grow on its own. It's not this magic bean we can eat and then all of a sudden we're super disciplined. It takes intention. It takes dedication. So, so far we've discovered our why. Our why is going to motivate us. It's going to push us. It's going to kick our butts into gear. (laughs) We've cleaned house. We've repented. We've said, God, clean my heart, a clean spirit. And now we need to take action. So if we don't develop the discipline of a regular devotion, we will not grow spiritually. Friends, if we don't read the Bible, we will be like little children just needing milk and honey and not solid foods, okay? If we don't read the Bible, we cannot grow spiritually. I don't I don't know how else to say that. And maybe you've met people like that who have been saved for a million years, <laughs> but they don't know anything about the Bible. They can't defend their faith. Not that defend their faith, not in a way that needs defense, but like they can't tell you why they believe what they believe. They maybe not, they don't know anything about the Bible, right? And that's not judgment. This is not a judgment episode. This is shame off you. If that has been you, maybe you've been saved your whole life and you're like, I don't even know. That's fine, friend. Now is the time. Today, right now, you listening to this episode, we're going to flip it on its head too. We need to create a disciplined lifestyle to read the Bible and get into it. But I know that God wants better for us. He made us to be in relationship with him. And I know that if you're part of the Abundant Women Collective community, we want better for ourselves as well and our families and those surrounding us. A few weeks ago, I took a poll. And one of the questions on this poll was, what do you want your spiritual walk to look like? I got some amazing, honest, such good answers. Not one of them was like, "Mm, I want it to look exactly like it is right now. I'm fine. It's fine. We're fine. It's everyone's fine, right? (laughs) No, no, nobody said that. They all wanted more of him. They wanted intimacy with the father. 
They wanted to be confident in who they were as his. They wanted to know their faith in a way that taught their kids. They wanted to be confident in sharing their faith. They wanted to read the Bible more and understand it. Those were just some of the answers. There were so many good answers. But I believe that all of those answers come from self-control and creating a discipline. So let me encourage you with this before we get into the practical. You, my friend, are strong enough to do this. 2 Timothy 1.7 says, For the spirit God gave us does not make us timid, but gives us power. He gives us love and he gives us self-discipline. So you have your why, you've done a heart check, and you've learned that you need and want this discipline. Now you're committed, so let's get practical. I want you to apply these to, again, your um, your prayer life and or reading the Bible, okay? The first one, there's three of these as well. Apparently, we're on a three kick today. I think this is also episode 33. How funny. Okay, that's funny. Anyways, um, the first one is plan and prepare. I don't know any discipline out there at all that you can just start on a whim and it happens organically. A diet needs a meal plan. A workout needs time set aside to physically do it. Learning to sew or bake sourdough takes so much time and planning and preparation. This, friends, is no different. It's so easy for us to see a diet, for example, or a workout plan or a new hobby or just like thing we're doing as like, of course, duh, you would need to practice. You need to do it every day. You need to learn all those things. But for some reason, we don't apply that here to our spiritual life. And I want us to do that. This is no different. If you want to read your Bible daily and or create a prayer life, you need to plan for it and prepare for it. So to plan, what time of the day are you going to carve out? How much intentional time are you going to make? If you're a mama with kids, maybe it's when they're at school, right after drop-off. You come home and you get silent and get in, not silent. I don't ever really read my Bible silently, but you know what I mean. Get into your word. If you are working all day or you're in school, maybe you wake up 20 minutes earlier to spend 15 minutes with him, right? What works best in your daily life? Where can you substitute Netflix or scrolling for spending time with God? Where can you wake up earlier or stay up a tad bit later to put this in? I didn't say... I don't think I've said this whole time to do what's easiest, right? That's not what we're talking about. We're not talking about what's easiest because it's easy not to read the Bible, obviously. Like that's why we haven't been doing it because it won't always be easy. But I want you to focus on what works and what will get the least amount of distractions. So that totally depends on where you are in your life, what season, what your family aspect looks like, your roommates, whatever that is. So look at your life, look at your schedule. Where do you want to schedule in this time with the Lord. Pick that. And then I physically want you to mark it on a calendar or put it in your phone calendar and block it off. This is a do not disturb zone, okay? And then we're gonna prepare for it. The first one was plan and prepare. So prepare for it. What do you need to be or do ahead of time so that you're distraction-free during this time? 
For example, I have a Bible basket and I've shared it on Instagram. Y'all loved it. And I think that's fantastic. But it literally sits next to my couch. In it, I have a robe because I'm cold. (laughs) I have pens. I have a notepad, my Bible, my prayer journal. And if I'm doing a study, it's all right there. So in the morning, all I have to do is either grab my cup of coffee and go sit or just grab some water and go sit. Everything I need is in the basket and it's waiting for me. Uh, I don't know if you're like me, friends, but I have like 5,000 tabs open at once. My brain is constantly thinking about a lot of things. <laughs> and so before I start reading my Bible, because I know this about myself, I do a brain dump. I'm like, okay, I got to wake up the kids at 710. I got to put in the bread at eight o'clock. I got to do blah, 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 right? I'm putting all of these things out of my head onto a piece of paper so it can get away from me for the next 30 minutes, right? I then put my phone on do not disturb and I turn down the volume because if my mom calls me, if I get an alert, I want to check my email and then all of a sudden I'm 30 minutes into it and I haven't opened my Bible. Does any Is this anybody else like or just me? <laughs> um, these are all things that I do to prepare my time and to protect it. If you chose the morning, set your alarm clock earlier, right? All of these things I'm listing are easy distractions because I know me. I know that I'll get distracted and I'll know that I start scrolling. And before I know it, the time is done. And this protects me from this. So again, think of your life, think of the season and think of where you can make these protections for your time as well. You're putting it into the calendar and then you're preparing. What would totally distract me? What would keep me focused? Like, let's do that, right? Okay. Um, another thing, we're going to talk about this in number two, but a, a second part of planning is what are you going to do during that time? Because I don't know if this sounds familiar for me, but sometimes if I don't plan the actual time, like I'm distraction-free, I'm ready, I got my coffee, I'm so excited, I'm bundled up, I open up my Bible and I'm like, oh, yeah, what are we reading today, God? Or like, shoot, where am I at? I don't know what I'm doing. Like, right? So we're preparing for that time too. But we'll talk about it in number two, which is use resources. Isn't it great? Honestly, isn't it so cool that we live in 2023? We have so many resources at our disposal, which sometimes can be like a negative thing, right? It can be super distracting. We have all this information at our fingertips and then it's overwhelming. However, we're going to forget that part. We're going to focus on the good because like in the last number one, we set protected time. We don't want to waste it. So we're going to use this time wisely by using good resources and digging straight in. Our first resource is the Bible. I say that and I want to say duh, but it's not really a duh because we also live in a culture where we we do tons of Bible studies, which is fantastic. But that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the actual Bible. So make sure you have your Bible. Make sure that it is a Bible that you understand. Please, friends, it doesn't need to be fancy. It can be from the dollar store. I don't care. But you do have to understand it. So like if you're reading King James and you're brand new to Christianity or you just don't understand King James language, that's totally fine. Get a Bible that is like NIV or which is new something version, (laughs) sorry. And then ESV, English Standard, Standard Version to start with. If you're just starting out reading straight scripture, 
start in the New Testament. Start in John and read the incredible life of Jesus. I, I, um, yeah, friends, I do. Yes, I feel like I have to say this. Um, reading the Bible is not a front to back cover type deal like a typical book, right? So if you're brand new to Jesus and you're like, yes, I want to read my Bible, let me start in Genesis. I like Genesis. I actually really do. However, uh, when you get to the back of Genesis, it gets a little raunchy and crazy. So <laughs> I always say start in the New Testament as a new believer or not even new believer, somebody who hasn't spent a ton of time in their word, start in the New Testament. And then if you are wanting to do a different study, like if you're wanting to do an actual Bible study with you, this isn't like a book about a certain thing, like Bible study, then I have friends that have written studies that I'll list below. And then I also love Daily Grace Co. because like you could do a study on John and they are phenomenal. I don't get sponsored by them or anything. I'm just sharing them because I love you. Um, they are phenomenal about giving history and context and all the things as well. Um, they have lots of Bible reading plans. And so I love them. Also be sure to have a notebook with you. Like, yes, you've already done a brain dump. Take that page off and set it aside. But then also as you're reading the Bible, there will probably be questions that come up. So write them down instead of being like, I don't know the answer. Shoot. I quit because we're not quitting here. Write them down, save it, move on. Yeah. Or if there's things that you want to dig deeper into, write it, save it, move on. Okay. Okay. Y'all still with me? We're good. We got one more. The third one is going to be, it's a twofold as well. Get back up and share. It's a two for one. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Because I want to know that there are going to be times where you miss a day where you sleep in, where you're sick, your family's sick, something happens. But I want you to know that there's no condemnation in that. We are not condemning ourselves for not reading the Bible every single day. However, because it's a discipline, because we know our why, because we've committed to doing so, we want to get back on the horse, right? We are doing this because of our fill in the blank with your why and because we love him and we want to know his character more. So, We want to be closer to him. We want to know him more. We want to learn about him. So if you miss something, get back on the horse, girl. Like, seriously, don't let this be like, oh, I can't read my Bible again until Monday. I can't tell you. This is super honest. I used to do that with dieting, okay? I'd be like, oh, I messed up. I had French fries on a Wednesday. Man, I got to eat like poop. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. I'll get back on the diet Monday. Friends, that is not. That is so silly. If you do that too, I'm sorry. I feel you. But like, no, we are going to get right back on the horse the next day when we feel better, whatever that looks like. And then also, if we are struggling with that, getting back up, doing it again, then ask him for help. Talk to your father. Tell him, I'm having trouble waking up. Lord God, can you please help me wake up earlier? Like, please, I really want, I desire to be in your word more. And this is the only time I can do it. Can you help wake me up? Mind you, you might not, you want, might maybe you want to be a little more specific, like don't wake me up at 5 a.m. How about seven? I'm just kidding. I'm totally kidding. I did have a friend though that asked the Lord to wake her up earlier. And then uh, every day she woke up at 5 a.m. And I was like, oh, Lord, not me. <laughs> just kidding, friends. Okay. In 1 Corinthians 10, 13, it says, no temptation has overtaken you except what is common to mankind. And God is faithful 
He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. But when you are tempted, he will also provide a way out so that you can endure it. Friends, he will take care of you if you ask him. Okay? So let's talk to our God today. Let's talk to Jesus. 3B, this is the last one. I want you to share it with friends. When we learn new skills, when we start the workout plan, when we lose weight from the diet, we share it. We tell people when we love that new mascara, we share it. Okay. This is the same idea. We need accountability partners. Community is always better than silos. Plus it's totally a fun bonus when we share things like this and we can spur each other on. Like when I shared that I was reading the Bible in 30 days, I had a few other people jump in and do it with me. Like that is so cool. We share, or when we share what we are learning or what we're reading, we can help someone else grow in their faith as well and ours. It's so cool to see like the trickle effect of sharing. So we want it for accountability. So find an accountability partner, your friend, your mentor, your pastor, someone to do life with, um, and then share it on, if you want to share it on your socials, tell a group of friends, if you have a group chat, whatever that looks like, but share it, tell people. And I really do want you to tell me, like, I know people say that, but I actually do want you to message me and be like, Hey, Sam, I'm going to do this. And I'm be like, yes, girl, I'm literally like a retired cheerleader. Remember I did it for like 13 years. So it's in my blood. <laughs> I will be your cheerleader. <laughs> and then of course you can join our Facebook group and message me and chat about it in there because there'll be women in there doing the same thing. And then, of course, message me and we can chat directly. But make sure you find an accountability partner, okay? Whew, that was a lot, friends. In a quick amount of time, I hope you took notes <laughs> um, because I really do want you to create, create and write out your why, then place it somewhere where you can see it. Have some alone time with God to have a heart check and check your posture and clean house if you need it. And then make the decision to say, yes, I am going to have self-control. I am going to have discipline and I'm going to start a daily scripture time and or prayer time with him. Okay. Then you'll use these three tips that we just talked about, which were prepping, no planning and preparing, using resources and get back up and sharing. We're going to use these three tips to ensure that we keep running the race that is set before us, friends. Also, we're going to talk about in a few weeks here about obedience and the Lord loves obedience and he also loves your sacrifice. So if you're really like me and you're like, I am not a morning person, I see you, friend. I am not a morning person either ever. However, I would hate to go to heaven and be like, I couldn't wake up five minutes early, 45 minutes early for you, God. I would rather sacrifice my time and my sleep and make adjustments to my daily life, go to bed earlier, turn off the Netflix, dang it, like do those things and that will produce good fruit, will produce holy fruit, then be held accountable for not doing it. Does that make sense? That's just me, but that's just how I feel. So I hope this blesses you. Feel free to message me with any questions. I would love to chat with you. And if this has blessed you, be sure to leave a review or find me on social and share. Let's do this together, friends. Until next time. Friend, I hope you were blessed by this episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. Before you go, quick things. One, can you follow us on social? I would love to get social with you. Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, and YouTube all have the username Abundant Woman Co. Come say hi. 
Also, we have a free Facebook community that has women just like you building community, going after Jesus, and just making connections. Come join us there. I can't wait to meet you. And last, I would love if you could screenshot this episode and share it on your socials for a chance to be featured. Until next time.